2: When it comes to your health and well-being, we believe you've waited long enough. Our Leia Health and Well-Being clinics provide urgent care for minor illnesses and injuries within an hour of arrival. 365 days a year. We don't just want to help you get well, we want to keep you that way. That's why our clinics also provide cardiac screening and consultations with a health coach. Just another way Leia Healthcare looks after its members. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Urgent care available to all ages 12 months and over. Wellbeing benefits available to Leia Healthcare members. So because uh, Dr Michael Brooks and I love to work for free, we're doing a bit more work um, before this episode, episode nine of Science-ish. So this is about Planet of the Apes and you'll be able to listen, well, you are listening, in fact, to this before the actual episode goes out. Um, Amazing! It is. I mean, I don't know how they do it. No, it's like time travel, letting you um, peep behind the curtain there. (laughs) And this is this is literally just an extra bit. I think I explained that pretty well. (laughs) Uh, So, (laughs) (laughs) um, uh, one of the things that I find kind of poignant about the the Planet of the Apes, all of the films, is this challenge that they make of the line between human and animals because I think there is a tendency for people to just sort of treat us as being entirely separate we're not um, and the way they do it is obviously by substituting humans and apes and it, and it feels uncomfortable genuinely feels uncomfortable watching us not where we're accustomed to being
1: that is one thing I really get when I watch this film you sort of feel like oh we don't treat the apes very well we haven't done in recent history you know we put them in cages we put them in zoos we do experiments on them it's all a little bit uncomfortable we let them do those tea adverts <laughs> So it's not all bad.
2: Yeah, yeah. Do you know how they got them to um, look like they were talking?
1: No, Rick. Tell me as if you'd never told me before.
2: Have I not told you this before? Of course you've told me this no, it's, before. It's, it's a good fact, though, isn't it? <laughs> I won't fuck it. I won't bother. Um, <laughs> no, no, come on. They want to know. <laughs> yeah, okay. So you just put peanut butter on the roof of the mouth and it uh, feels sticky and horrible, so the, the chimp is trying to get it off. So it's just kind of licking up at it. Going like that. And you're like, all
1: doing that as you as you're listening yeah,
2: now, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, he like, yeah, he look like <laughs> <laughs> having a great time though. But this this line between human and animals is constantly challenged in, in the real world too. Uh, and no more so than with some very recent uh, field research findings from Guinea by a team which included Laura kehoe uh, of the Humboldt University of Berlin.
0: I had no expectations whatsoever. My main aim at that time was just to get chimps on camera, which is a surprisingly difficult thing to do. You know what they
1: say, human see, human do.
0: Now what? That day was like any other, so I was just sweatily walking along, trying not to trip off for the fourth time. And we came to this clearing and the main guide that we had was called Mamadou Aliouba and he was just a genius in the field. I mean, I still can't understand how he could see the things he could see. And he noticed some markings on a tree that really, honestly, I think I never would have noticed even if I had 10 years out there. But we set up some cameras because we trusted him and others in the group were really cynical. They thought it was something like wild pigs making the marks or teenagers messing around but but Aliu had a hunch and so we set up the camera and we waited to see what we might find so we got the camera and returned to camp and the distances here are about 20 to 25 kilometers walking so it's a long time to be excited and we got back to camp and yeah, had a look at the videos and we were just shocked I mean, we really didn't expect something like this What we saw was a male chimp approaching the tree in question, and he kind of pauses and looks around, and then he finds a huge stone. And these stones, in the videos, they don't look that big, but they actually weigh like seven or eight kilograms. And he launches it at the tree, and he does a kind of a pant hoot, and then he he basically runs off into the bush. <laughs> My initial reaction was either I'm missing something really obvious that I just haven't read in chimpanzee research, or this is huge. So I was a little bit uh, torn between the two. And just to sort of paint the picture, we were in a village of mud huts that had no electricity. There was one tree on top of a hill that had phone signal. satellite phones we had weren't working and so we had no way of contacting the outside world for a week or two until a car came to pick us up so we we were in a way isolated in our excitement because we couldn't figure out what it could be until we got back to actually contact more longer term chimp experts so there's two main hypotheses so far about what could be behind this behavior the first one could be something to do with a male display ritual, where a male will display in a group in order to gain status or retain status. And what we see with the stone throwing is that often there's drumming and pantouts and this kind of display type behavior happening. So maybe it's just another way of displaying and looking impressive. And the loud noise that's made when the stone is thrown at the tree is obviously quite impressive. But it could be something a little bit more symbolic than that. So the second group of hypotheses relates more to a kind of a a ritualised sort of behaviour that could indicate something like landmarking different sites around chimps' territories, which has been shown in human societies where you have piles of stones either to landmark territory or to give directions. So maybe something like that is happening, that it's a signalling thing, because you really do find these these stone accumulations in many different areas that are quite visible. Or it could be also pointing towards the sacred or something a little bit more symbolic even, that maybe the chimps are doing something that is that is a lot deeper and harder to even test for and explain. I mean, the mystery held within chimps not only teaches us about chimps, but somehow sheds light on our own past. The fact that these stone accumulations look so similar to ancient human societies, gives us a really interesting look into maybe the beginnings of our own rituals or our own pagan religions. The more research we do, the more we realise that really we're not that different from the rest of the animal kingdom, especially chimpanzees. The more we realise this, maybe the more empathy we'll have for what are now our closest living relatives. where
2: humans run wild in the jungles. And the superior beings are apes. No longer, madam. He is now in custody of the Ministry of Science. You realise what that means? Take your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! Well, out of the three possible explanations... Which one are you keenest on?
1: <laughs> well, obviously the idea that it's some kind of spiritual sacred
2: ritual. And I that mean, the, would, that would
1: be amazing, but that's it's I a think stone
2: throwing offering to some kind of chimp god. <laughs> it's it's just astonishing to think that that even
1: could be possible, but I don't think it is, do you?
2: I want it to be so badly. <laughs> um because I I love the idea of a chimp god. I think the chimp god is uh probably quite an old testament sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> no don't, grace don't no mercy no love no, i don't think he's messing around <laughs> is he? but even even if it's just a kind of territory marking signposting thing that's still incredible
1: yeah it's such an innovative thing to do isn't it i mean you know you can chuck this stone against this tree and you make an impressive sound and so you just keep doing it and keep coming back to do it there must be, you know, there's quite a high level of sort of cognition and thinking behind that at least, isn't also, it?
2: Also going back to the same tree is interesting, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's sacred. That's why. It's a holy tree. It is a holy tree. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I want
2: it to be. It's, I don't want it to just be the men showing off.
1: No, or him just liking the sound of it. I'll tell
2: you what, I would No, accept- I don't mind just liking the sound of it. Liking the sound of it's good. Liking the sound of it is, is, is quite a human thing, isn't it?
1: What do you think that chimps would think if if they watched us standing at the seashore skimming stones? Do you think they would think that was a kind of you know because everybody does it, don't they? You go down to the beach, yeah, you stand there and a you skim stones. I pray to the sea god. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what they would think, isn't it? Look at them; it's ritualized behavior, and actually, it's just mindless waste of time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so uh, yeah. All right, fine. That's probably what it is. It's, so it's probably a it's mindless chip. like it's the oh, chimp equivalent I'm of skimming stones. So
1: bored. I'm going to go and chuck that stone against that tree again because I know it
2: really annoys Rudolph over there. <laughs> Rudolph. A terrible name for a chimp.
1: <laughs> Charge up for family adventures with the Land Rover range of plug-in hybrid electric vehicles with pioneering hybrid technology. The Land Rover range offers the perfect balance of efficiency, power and performance, both on-road and off, making every journey effortlessly refined. Enjoy the road less travelled with ease. Explore the 2021 Land Rover range of plug-in hybrids at LandRover.ie. Land Rover, above and beyond.